Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. You've done that one before. You've if done... you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And yes, I know I did it before, but I'm doing it again. Right, why fix what's not broken, right? Exactly. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yes, so if you haven't heard one of our shows before, what we do here is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot of that blockbuster as humanly possible. Then when the movie comes out, we see how close or potentially how far we got from that movie's plot. That's exactly right. And then this week, we're talking about the upcoming Marvel Studios movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's right, it's actually pronounced Shang-Chi, as we discovered last week. I've been saying Shang-Chi for so long, and I'm sure you have too, Matty D. Me too, and I don't think we're the only ones, because I'm hearing a lot of people say Shang-Chi, but apparently it's Shang-Chi, so... Apparently so. Correct. If you've been paying attention, this is actually the first MCU movie that we've predicted since February 2020, a year and a half ago. So the last MCU movie we predicted was Black Widow, and Black Widow only just came out last month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you excited to be back in the MCU well? Are you excited to be talking about a Marvel movie again? Has it been enough time that you now are excited to see another superhero movie? I would be lying if I said yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's not the movie I think a lot of us are clamoring for, but I think a lot of MCU fans are going to be excited for this one. I basically said the same thing when we covered Captain Marvel all the way back in our first episode. I know nothing about this character and I have no interest in this character, but I'm going to try my darndest to try and get the plot out of this thing. <laughs> I think you'll get closer because from what I can, uh, from what I know about this story, I think they're taking a lot of liberties. So I don't think you have to know a lot about the actual character. I think oh, good. you get enough of a vibe from the trailer. Good, I can sleep better at night then. <laughs> Let's talk about Shang Chi for anyone who may not be familiar with the comic book character. So apparently, Shang Chi first appeared in Special Marvel Edition number fifteen all the way back in nineteen seventy three, and the character was created when Marvel couldn't get the rights to adapt the TV show Kung Fu into a comic book form. <laughs> That's one of your favourite TV shows, isn't it, Matty? I love that TV show, yeah. This guy's nothing like Kung Fu, though. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to avoid copyright issues, I guess. Kung Fu's like a pacifist, and this guy's just killing everybody. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if you know much more about the character than I do, but from what I understand, he seems to be about peace and love and not killing people. Well, at least he gets to that point, I think. At the start, he's killing everybody. Really? Okay, wow. Okay, (laughs) I think we have, like, opposite opinions of what the plot's going to be straight away, which is going to make for an interesting episode. Shang-Chi, as well, was originally the son of Fu Manchu. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But Marvel eventually lost the rights to the Fu Manchu character, so he was no longer the son of Fu Manchu. And also, it was quite problematic as well. So, I think they changed the father's name to Jong-Sung or Jong-Su. Right. And now it's been changed again for this movie to be the Mandarin is his father. Yeah, Wenwu apparently is his name. So there's a little bit of a of a change in the in, in the, the wind. story already. So what is your history with the Shang-Chi character? I have none. I have none. I did a little bit of research for this episode, but I had never really heard of this character before. I'd heard of the Mandarin course but of course never this guy so i have no history I'm, I'm assuming you're the same i'm pretty much the same i mean i didn't even do any research on this character for this episode so uh, i think i'm going completely dark so i think i'm just going in from my impressions of the promotional materials and the trailer so you may have a competitive edge on me knowing a little bit about the character in your research is there anything i should know from your research that i may not have picked up from 
the promotional materials? Well, it sounds like you got the the main gist of it. He was a guy. He's um he's trained as the best fighter in the world. His father Fu Manchu slash Jong Su was his sort of mentor. Sends him around to do his work for him, and then right. he realizes when he's doing essentially a hit, he's going to he's being sent across to kill a doctor. Right, and he meets this doctor, and the doctor's like on his deathbed and really old, and he has like a a crisis of conscience, but he ends up killing the doctor anyway. Okay. And then another guy comes out and tells him that actually. His father is an evil man. His father uses black magic to uh, become immortal and he does all these experiments on people and he's just, you know, an evil dude. And then he starts to change his ways and become a good guy. Oh, well, there you go. That's essentially not, that's not really, I didn't really know that about the character at all. Mm. That may hurt my plot, but I suppose we'll see. I don't really know if Marvel, as in Disney's Marvel, is going to go in that direction because they seem to like their characters to be basically all good doing, you know, basically completely pious human beings. So Mm. they go out of their way to have their superhero characters not kill people. So I don't think this is going to be like a Snake Eyes style, Mortal Kombat style, dark and gritty tale of redemption here. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think they're going to go in a different direction with this guy. Now, as I teased last week, I believe, I do actually know somebody. I did meet somebody once upon a time who worked on this movie. Yes, because this entire movie was filmed in Australia, right? Yes, it was. I was trying to find the filming locations to give me like a help. Like where, I was like, where is this place? Where, where are they here? And then I was like, oh, it's all in Australia. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. And it's not taking place in Australia either. So you can throw that idea out the window. <laughs> but yeah, so I actually met one of the set designers of this movie. And of course, I knew that we were going to do this movie eventually on our show. So I was just like, oh, what details can you give me? What sort of edge can I have on Matty D? But he was just like, look, they don't give you a script. They don't tell you what you're making. You just have a design and you just follow the design and that's it. And apparently all through the creative process, people only get the relevant information. Even the actors don't get full scripts. They just get the information that's relevant to them so that none of the story leaks out at all. I can confirm this. Like, they're so tight-lipped with their information. It's ridiculous. As we learned in our last Movie Talk episode, you've worked on a Marvel movie, so you would know. Yes, they pretty much just keep you in the dark. And you just left trying to put pieces together, just being like, what are we doing here? Who are these characters? Is this at this part of the movie? Well, that's the skills that you've picked up as a movie predictor over the years, I guess. <laughs> yes. So I may not have any history with Shang-Chi specifically, but I certainly do have a, a checkered history with the Marvel movies so far. I went from not really caring about them to really enjoying them to back to not really caring about them again. So I think it's fair to give my standard disclaimer here. I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. I say this in every superhero movie we cover. I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, so I don't want to sound like I'm laissez-faire towards the whole thing, but I kind of am. You know, I, I kind of don't really give a shit about these movies. I don't really get excited about watching them, but I respect anybody who does enjoy these movies, and I'm going to try my darndest to be as respectful to the source material as possible. Look at how nice you are. I think you're I think you're very much over it, <laughs> yes. over the whole superhero thing. I have been for years. <laughs> yeah, we decided to well, do this show. I was like, I gave up. I saw Black Panther and I was like, that's it. I'm not watching another Marvel movie again. And then we started this show and now I'm obligated to watch all of them. <laughs> Well, it's, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon, Ken, No, so get used to it. Well, we'll see. We'll see, I suppose. Only time will tell. So, mm. what do we know about this movie so far? Yeah, so at the moment, I found three trailers about this movie. That's interesting. I found six. All oh, right. Well, maybe you have an edge over me then. I might. But the trailers I saw was pretty much about Shang-Chi. We see his, he is a child. He gets trained up as a as a fighter mm-hmm. and then he somehow we, we i guess we have to figure this out leaves and gets a job as a valet with aquafina oh we presume um, that and we don't actually lives know that. 
Yeah, lives an ordinary life um, until some assassin sent by his father come to attack him, recruit him. We don't know. And he has to fulfill his destiny, question mark. And this has to do with the Ten Rings, which uh, the Mandarin is is famous for. And we see them in the trailer rather than being on his hand. They kind of fit around his arms. Wait, so the Ten Rings were originally like jewellery rings that you put on your fingers? Yeah. Do you want me to give you some information about the oh, Ten Rings? Oh, definitely. I definitely need it. And sure, I think anybody sure. out there who's not familiar with the character may need it too. So, yeah. So, for the for the character, the Mandarin, um, which there was a reference to him in the third Iron Man, but they've kind of, of tried to retcon it to say that the Mandarin actually exists as a character rather than an actor pretending to be a mythological being. But the Mandarin's like a, a wealthy boy whose parents died and he dedicated his life to training and becoming really smart. And he stole these 10 rings, I believe, from a race of, um, of dragon aliens. Of elves and dwarves. Oh, was there dwarves, were they? Yeah, elves and dwarves. So, And then there was one <laughs> ring of power. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I believe these ones are from dragons. But each... Okay. And they... And they, uh, in the comics... Oh, and then when you bring them all together, you get a wish. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's very similar. It's very similar to the the Stones of, uh, or the Gauntlet of Thanos, but each ring ring has a different power, and they usually fit on his fingers, but in the trailer we can see they're on his... So they're not really rings, they're bracelets. (laughs) They're bracelets, yeah. So it should be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Bracelets. (laughs) It doesn't have the same ring to it, though. Oh, nice pun. I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, each each ring has a different power. I'll go through each one of them quickly. Um, I might be incorrect with some of these, but this is just what I found. The, there's one that's called black light. It creates areas of darkness. Ah, so, it, like, some- when, you, when you use it, you can see, like, stains and then it'll, like, appear on mattresses <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, more so it creates like areas of yeah shadow or whatnot. I don't know how you would use that, but that's some of these powers, by the way, are better than others. Okay. Um, the other one I saw, I, saw, I might get some of these names wrong, by the way, but uh, another one I saw was uh, one called Spectral, which disintegrates matter slightly better. Okay. Uh, another one is Vortex Beam, which creates a wind vortex. Ooh. Then there's one that is uh, Impact, which gives you a force push. Okay. Uh, there's one called the Remaker, which rearranges matter. Which, <laughs> it, uh, does, it does unnecessary remakes of movies that you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one just like re and remakes uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they can bring back all the Avengers everyone loves. Yeah, that they got rid of. No, it was responsible for Sylvester Stallone's uh, Get Carter remake. So it is a truly <laughs> an evil ring of power. Yeah, and this is where I think they start to get lazy because the next one is Ice Blast. You can guess what okay. that is. Yeah, cold. Next one is Liar, which is a mental control device. So it oh. makes the Mandarin smarter, but it also means he can control one person at one time to do whatever he wants. Oh, then that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Then there's Electro Blast, which is lightning. Of and course, of course. Next one is Flame Blast. Guess oh, really? what that is? Uh, I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's something to do with heat or fire or yeah, it's, it's like a fireball one yeah of course of course and the last the last one which is the most confusing for me of all of them is one called white light which oh. means he can control electromagnetic energy and pulses and it means right. he can move objects and levitate so it's like an emp so, in ring form yes i guess so but whether these powers will be in the movie or yeah. whether they will be subject to changes i guess yeah, we don't. I was going to say, this all sounds very cool and I'm sure it would make for an interesting comic book story, but I'm not seeing any of that in the trailers. I'm not sure that we're going to get any of that in this movie. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, it kind of seems like when he's throwing the rings around, they just 
have generic magic powers. I'm not seeing, yeah. or I'm seeing a little bit. Like I saw him throw some lightning, so maybe it might be. But, yeah. but those are what they I are. Suppose we'll see. Basically, what you've said from the plot so far is we've got a, a man of Asian descent traveling to America to avoid his dark past and then having to go train in a temple to like regain his his mystical powers to overthrow evil, right? Yeah, and it looks like he's overthrowing his father. Why does that sound so familiar to me? Why does it sound like two other movies that we've recently covered on this show? Because we've covered it before. Yes. If we hadn't just done Snake Eyes, and by the way, the trailers for Shang-Chi look almost identical to the trailers for Snake Eyes. Having seen Snake Eyes, I certainly hope Shang-Chi is better. And not only that, is it almost looks identical to the plot of Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah, I can see some parallels, definitely. They just look so similar to me, and they seem to follow such similar themes. That actually gave me an edge up on my plot as well. I'm like, I'll just copy what they did in those movies, and I should be right. I'll tell you what, I, I just because we're in lockdown at the moment, I've been binging a lot of like old movies. And what I'm, what I'm realizing watching movies from the 70s and the 80s is that how formulaic movies that are coming out now are. Yes. Yeah, I know. I've been doing the same thing and I'm just like, wow, how come they were more innovative back in the 70s than they are now? Yeah, it's just like, they could never do this. They could never do a shot where it takes 10 minutes where nothing happens. That would never happen now. No, exactly. All right. So, we've talked about what we've absorbed from all the material so far, but did you want to hear the official plot synopsis from the Marvel website itself? It's very short, right? Oh, it's short. I think the shorter the better because I hate it when they post like small <laughs> novels and they and I struggle all the way through it. So, what they've said is Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings stars Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, who must confront the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. That's it. And that was from the official Marvel website. Wow, so helpful. So yeah, helpful. That doesn't really tell us anything of value, really. But Marvel's always been this way. So, pre-release, they'll basically tell you nothing about the movie they're like well you're gonna have to go see the movie if you want to know anything about it but they're always very tight-lipped about everything before the movie comes out i guess that's just their way of building anticipation Mm. and also something we should know from covering a lot of other marvel movies on this show is the trailers never have accurate information and the information they give us is hardly ever accurate so we're gonna have to take everything with a grain of salt Yeah, so maybe the trailers are not going to be helpful at all. Maybe they're going to hinder us more than anything. Most likely. And they're going to trick us through editing and have stuff in the trailers that's not going to appear in the movie just to throw us off. Mm. Should we mention this uh, controversy around? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, off air, you were telling me that you found there's a controversy surrounding this movie. I'm not familiar with it at all, so I'm actually interested to hear it. So one of the CEOs at Disney was commenting, I think they were having like a a meeting about- A martini uh, lunch. <laughs> but he he said that this movie, Shang-Chi, is a quote-unquote interesting experiment. And that's sort of- Oh, yeah? How so? Well, that's all he said. He just said releasing Shang-Chi is going to be an interesting experiment for us. But a lot oh, of people are- From what I- I think I read a little bit about this. I think they said what they were going to do is they were going to have it exclusive to theatres for 45 days. So, a month and a half, it's going to be in cinemas. And then they're going to release it straight to Disney Plus for free. So, you don't need like Premiere Plus or anything like that. You're going to be able to stream it almost instantly. Yeah. So, is that what they're referring to? Uh, that that was part of the release. They were talking about, about that, um, about doing that. But um, I think it's been mis... Well, if that was his intention, it's been misconstrued to be the experiment was an Asian-led movie. Right. Right, okay. And that's what our our lead actor has come out and said where he he made a statement saying we're not an experiment. We are the underdogs, the underestimated, we are the ceiling breakers, we are the celebration of culture the and joy that will uh, persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise 
I am fired as fuck to make history on September 3rd. Wow. Strong words there from uh, Simu Lu. Yeah. And this CEO got fired, by the way. Oh, really? Just for saying that? Yeah. Well, be careful what you say at Disney HQ. (laughs) Who knows what will happen? So, should we talk about who's in the movie? Yes, let's. I think we've mentioned him already. Starring as Shang-Chi himself is Simu Lu. I think that's how you say your name. Sorry, I'm going to struggle a lot with these Chinese names in this episode. So, forgive (laughs) me. Any Chinese listeners or any listeners of Chinese origin out there, please forgive our pronunciation. Specifically, Matty D, because he always struggles with names. Yeah, I'm going to be terrible. Now, I can't say I'm too familiar with Simu Lu myself, but I understand he was one of the main characters in Pacific Rim. Yes, and also in uh, Kim's Convenience, which is a show I actually enjoy. Oh, there we go. Interestingly enough, the director Destin Daniel Cretton actually describes the Shang-Chi character as a kid who's out of his element and a fish out of water here in the yes, US. I saw that. I, I read that and I was like, Kieran's going to have an aneurysm when he oh, reads that. So not only, okay, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, but the ones that I specifically hate watching the most that I'm so tired of are origin stories. So I'm so fed up with seeing superhero origin stories because there was a good like 15 year period where every superhero movie they would release is an origin story. It's the same goddamn thing every time and I'm so sick of it. And the other thing that I fucking hate is fish out of water movies. No more fish out of water movies, please. I'm fucking sick of it. Well, guess what? You get both and it's a yes. superhero movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. So, no, okay. Chill. Peace, Zen. Peace and love. <laughs> Who knows? I may love the movie. Fingers crossed. I don't go into any movie wanting to hate it. I don't go into any movie at all thinking this is going to be terrible. I always go in with open expectations. So I'm going to do the same for this movie. And who knows? I may really enjoy it. Yeah. Just on Simu, he seems to be bringing a lot to this role. He looks incredible. He's training like a machine. I think he's going to be a standout. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope they do the character well. And I hope that he creates like a likable presence on screen because that's really all you can ask for. Because he's, he's been chasing up trying to be this character, so it, it means a lot to him to be this role. Well, I think that will only help the performance. So, all right, let's talk about his friend Katie. So, playing the character <laughs> Katie is Aquafina, who, of course, we've talked about before in Jumanji The Next Level. Welcome back. I loved her in Jumanji The Next Level. She was one of the highlights for me in that movie. So Yeah, I thought I she was only, pretty good in it, too. I can only assume she's going to be great, but it, look, it looks like she's going to be plucky comic relief. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm seeing the same thing as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind her, so hopefully she can, she can at least be entertaining. So, next up, playing the character of Chung Li, not to be confused with Chun Li from Street Fighter is Fala Chen. Now, do you know anything about this character at all? I believe this is his mother. Oh, really? You, you noticed that as well? Yeah. I was kind of hoping you'd miss that fact. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. We're going to be on an even playing field in some regard. So, oh, well. Don't yeah, really care and that much. She looks like she has special powers and an affinity with uh, like an ancient world. Ah, damn it, he picked up that as well. Ah, this is going to be an interesting one. We might be neck and neck. We may actually have the same plot for a change. Maybe. So, Fala Chen is a Chinese-American actor, and this is actually her first ever Hollywood movie. How exciting. So, she's done plenty of movies over in China, but she's never done a Hollywood movie before, so welcome to the game. Welcome to the Hollywood game anyway, Fala. Next up, playing the character of Razor Fist, who looks like he's going to be an assassin in this movie, is Florian Montenu. Sorry, Florian, not even Chinese, and I'm still getting your name wrong. (laughs) And he's probably most famous for being in Creed 2. And what a great name for this character. Because he essentially just has a razor for a fist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it says on the tin. So, returning as the character of Wong from Doctor Strange and Infinity War and Avengers Endgame is Benedict Wong. And we last discussed Benedict Wong, of course, in Gemini Man. (laughs) Where he played your favourite character in cinematic history. (laughs) Yes. Baron. Great times. 
if you haven't heard our if you haven't heard our our actual spoilers episode of Gemini Man, Matty D absolutely hated his character in that movie and was excited when he died. I went on a journey with that character. Yes, more you, than I did with anything else in Gemini Man. Yes, you loved him and then you hated him, and then you loved him again. It was all over the place, <laughs> just like that movie. So next up, playing the character of Chung Nan is Michelle Yeoh, who of course was in one of the worst James Bond movies ever released, Tomorrow Never Dies. And she, of course, was one of the main characters in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Thoughts on Michelle Yeoh, Maddie D? Now, this was a character that was portrayed by a different actress in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe. No, no, you got it round the wrong way. So, she oh. played a character in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but she wasn't playing Cheung Nan. Oh, right. So, Michelle Yeoh was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 oh, really? as a different yeah. character, but Cheung Nan wasn't. So, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. And last, but certainly not least, playing presumably the villain of the movie... Wenwu, aka the Mandarin, is Tony Long. Who is apparently in heaps of movies. I was any, looking at his um his career and he's <laughs> Any he's that every- you're familiar with? None. <laughs> he was in one very notable movie for me. He was in Hard Boiled, the John Woo movie. Oh really? Yeah, that's probably the only other thing that I know him from. And that's our cast. I think I should mention as well that uh, Menga Zan is playing Xiaoling, who is mm. apparently Shang-Chi's estranged sister and Wenwu's daughter. But yes. you know, I don't think she's important enough to really dwell on too much. Sorry. Sorry, Menga. <laughs> also, um, apparently Abomination, which is a Hulk villain, appears yes. in this movie. Yes, of course. As does one of the members of uh, the Black Widow organization. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, one of the widows who appeared in Black Widow, the standalone movie, is apparently due to appear in this movie. I didn't work her into my plot, so I don't think Me neither. I don't think we needed to dwell on that either. So let's get straight into our plots. I believe yes. you're going first this week, Maddie D. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really want to go first. I want to get my plot out of the way because I think we might have some similarities. But well, we've suggested that so far. It seems like you're really on the ball this week in picking up little details. Look, I could be completely wrong in everything, but I'm I'm a little bit confident. So here's oh, okay. here's my plot. that's, here's that's always a dangerous start. Here's what I think. I think the beginning, we're going to start with a cold open in an Asian fantasy setting, right? Okay. Is it actually a cold open or is it a flashback? It is a cold open because Marvel doesn't do flashbacks. Okay. Well, you obviously didn't watch Black Widow then. Because that um, opens with a flashback. Oh, I guess I guess technically this would be a flashback then. I guess in technicality, but we're going to open with a with an Asian fantasy setting. We're going to see an army. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're waving a flag with ten rings embroidered on it. Yep, and they're going to storm a temple, and there's going to be a large action scene. The ten ring army. So does this will be happen? Like- does this happen in modern day? Is this is this happening present day? No, it's happening in the past. Then it's a flashback. Then stop saying it's a cold open when it's a flashback. Haven't you learned anything <laughs> yep. from the last episode? <laughs> right. So, okay, technically it's a flashback then. Yes, then say it's a flashback. It's a flashback. Good. Um, but we're picturing, we're picturing this opener, yes? Yes, yes. I'm picturing this flashback opening. <laughs> this, this 10-ring army is led by a long-haired... Layabout. <laughs> yeah, layabout, a lazy guy, a bum. No, a long-haired when we're slash... Oh, really? Mandarin. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. The dwellers of the temple will have symbols of dragons, and it'll be implied that they worship an ancient race of dragons. It will never be said, but that's what's going to be the law, you know, in the okay. background. Yep. Now the ten. I'm sure, ring- it's got its roots in some like deep comic book history, but yeah, they're not yeah. going to explore it yeah. in this movie. Yeah, because of course it's Marvel, right? They've got to have Easter eggs everywhere. Mm. So the Ten Ring Clan will attack. With spectacular visuals and fighting skills, they'll also have large CGI lines that will rip the opposing army to shreds. Oh, there you go. Once Winwu storms the castle, he'll kill a few monks 
and he comes face to face with five rings which sit on an altar ah. or bracelets. Yeah, yeah. Bangles. Bangles. Yeah. <laughs> they say they have positive affirmations on them. <laughs> do you remember those? Yes. Yeah, Early do. 2000s. Yeah. Uh, he puts them on and we get to see their power as Wen Wu looks with intensity. And then we flash to our opening title, Xiong Chi, la 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 la. Yeah. What a long title. The Legend of the Ten Bangles. Yes, Legend of the Ten Bangles. We jump forward in time and we are introduced to a young boy named Xiong Chi. So he's a, he's a child at this stage. He's a little child. He's, he's a little, little boy, yep, who is the son of Wen Wu. Wen Wu will appear warm and fatherly and will explain to Xiong Chi the Ten Rings and its importance to his people and the fact that it is... Shang Chi's birthright. Yeah. One day you're going to have this power. But he only has five rings at this point, right? I'll get into that. Okay. Actually, so we will see Shang Chi undergoing grueling training, mm-hmm. especially at the hands of his father's number two, which will be a masked ninja kind of character called Death Dealer. Yep. Who will be based on the comic character known as Midnight Sun. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. One of Shang Chi's nemeses. Yes. And this character will remain silent through the whole movie. Yep. Be kind of like Wen Wu's dragon or heavy. Yep. Yep. Makes sense to me. Now we can see Wen Wu use his rings, but at this stage, he only has nine. Did you notice in the trailer that on one hand, he has five. On the other hand, he has four. No, I did not notice that. Yeah. I, I saw that in the, in the scene where he's beating people up. Wow. In like a, a restaurant or something. Wow, I'm he wrong then. Four. Yeah. He, he had four in one hand. So I was like, ah, that's what's going to be the MacGuffin. So, however, while this is happening, Xiong Chi's mother, Chung Li, will also be training him. Yep. But will also give Xiong Li words of wisdom and teach him about compassion and humi- humanity. I thought you were going to say humidity there for a second. <laughs> about how hot it is. Yeah. No, about humanity. So, she's going to be like the heart yep. of his upbringing. Yeah, of course. Xiong Chi follows his father around but sees that he's actually a crime boss, shaking people down, and he starts to fear his own father. So that's the scene in the trailer where he where we see him throwing around people, yeah, you know, just being a general bully. So bl- back in their manor slash temple, Wing Wu is <laughs> told by one of his yeah, <laughs> well he's he's like yeah temple area, he's told by one of his minions that their supplier Tony Stark has oh. gone missing. Okay, and the rest of his shipment in weapons won't be delivered, and he flies into a rage about this being angry and while this is happening yeah, he's mad while he's yeah and while it, while this is happening while he's distracted uh, shang chi's mother will help her son escape via a faithful servant telling him it's not safe to be here anymore yeah why i say that kieran is because i i saw one of the interviews when they they're saying that the you know in the first iron man where tony stark is sending weapons to a to an organization apparently it's to the mandarin it's to this oh. character oh there you go i had no idea allegedly I had allegedly no idea. and apparently they were going to try to do this story arc um from from that time frame from the first iron man they wanted to explore that organization yeah, sure they're saying that now yes <laughs> yeah i i believe it as much as you do yeah okay so we're going to time jump again shung chi is an adult and we see he's working as a valet with his bestie katie yep we get to see his life as a lovable, goofy guy. There will be a little fish-out-of-water stuff, but oh, it won't be too forced. Thank goodness. <laughs> Just for you, Kieran. Uh, we see that Shang chi trains hard, but he also has fun with his friends. He gets drunk and sings karaoke. So he works hard and he plays even harder. 
Yeah, that's right. And he will constantly evade questions about his past and brush off comments about him being in immaculate shape and having good reflexes. So imagine yeah. like somebody drops something, he catches it, and people are like, wow, you're like really quick. <laughs> wow, so, great reflexes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he like saves Mary Jane and yes. picks up all her, uh, <laughs> well, her tray of food. <laughs> And I didn't know how I could, how to fit this in, or which which order to fit this in. But I'm going to say that when Chong Chi and Katie are catching the bus, they're attacked by assassins. Yep. The bus driver will be killed by a razor fist, who's oh, a character no. we said before. Yep. Fist of a razor. Yeah. He's Chi. shaving his face while fighting Chong Chi. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He he keeps a smooth smooth chin. Shang-Chi will take down the assassins while Katie is forced to do some comic relief driving. Yep, like at speed uh, or something. Yes, exactly. It's exactly like speed. Yes. She'll be surprised by his skills. She'll be like, where'd you learn to fight like that? They will crash the bus to a stop thinking they're safe. Suddenly Razor Fist appears and they leg it to a subway trying to escape again. The bad guys manage to, to break into the subway. Shang-Chi fights them off and kills Razor Fist. Yes, I'm going to say they he kills Razor Fist at this, okay. this stage. Maybe right. kicks him out. So I was with you up until that point because uh, Razor Fist does appear again at several points in the trailer. I, yeah, I know. I saw that. And I, but, that's but why I think I'm wrong. We did say grain of salt. We don't know if that's accurate to the movie. I just, because this guy, Razor Fist is a known enemy. And I and I have a feeling that they're going to try to make him a good guy that hangs out with uh, Shang-Chi. But if he's a known enemy of Shang-Chi, I think kill him off at this stage. Okay, fair anyway, enough. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to regret that later. So as they are leaving, Katie is overreacting. Uh, Shang-Chi spots Death Dealer, who's watching from the sky tops. He's like, I the recognize sky. that guy. He's in the sky. <laughs> well, you know, on the rooftops of buildings. Okay, he's yeah. like just watching. And he's like, that's it's the like, guy. He's like our Lord kid. and Savior, always watching us. <laughs> that's right. Death it's like dealer. ceiling cats. Oof, oof. Yeah. So I guess this is where Shang-Chi realizes that it's his father's man because he recognizes this guy. Yeah. So they go to Shang Chi's house and he frantically packs because he ne- he knows he needs to get out of there. Katie is distressed. Uh, Shang Chi briefly explains his past is catching up to him and he needs to get out. Assassins arrive again, but they manage to get Katie by and hold her by knife point, hold a knife to her throat, razor point, mm-hmm. and they tell him that his father is summoning him. So at this stage he's got no choice. They've got his friends. So he flies over to China to Wenwu's temple. Yep. And is Katie with him? Yes, Katie is with him. Okay, good. Katie's the hostage. So wait, <laughs> they're holding her hostage on the plane with him. Oh, so they they're like on a commercial fl- flight, like with a gun in her waist <laughs> or a razor at her throat, and she's like trying to get like. Come on. Airplane they food. A, they have a private jet. These guys. Okay, so they're flying over in a private jet and not on a domestic airplane at all. Yes. Or it might be a helicopter. I can't remember from the trailer. So they're taking a helicopter from the US to China? <laughs> yes, all the way there. <laughs> okay. No, no, it'll be it'll be a jet. A, a private jet, you say? Mm, Not yes, domestic right. at all? Not domestic at all. Okay, cool. So when they arrive in China, they come to Wenwu's temple. Wenwu will tell Shang-Chi that he misses him and yep. speaks about how a great fighter he is. We see this all in the trailer. And right? that he's, he's the heir to the Arashikage clan. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Yes. But he said, he says, yeah, my, I knew my men would never be able to take you out because, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're the chosen. Because you're my blah, son. Blah, blah. Exactly. He wants Shang-Chi to take his place as his successor, but also help him find the 10th ring to reclaim his family's power. I can't find it anywhere. I've looked in the lounge. <laughs> I've looked in the garage. All the I usual spots. Purple Hedgehog has it. <laughs> yeah. Purple Hedgehog. <laughs> Purple Hedgehog. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Shang-Chi asks why now, and Wenwu explains that Shang-Chi had a sister that he was grooming for this position, but she ran away. Okay. As as did his wife, which we- I have a real problem with my family members running away. <laughs> well, this guy's an asshole, so you, you can yeah. see that happening. Yeah, yeah. But he said his wife also ran away, and he believes that she knows the location of the 10th ring and is hiding it from him. Yep. Mm. So Shang-Chi refuses to join him and fights his way out, freeing Katie in the process. They run into Wong. I don't know how. They'll just sort of like he'll yeah, he'll, he'll find them. he'll find them. Yeah, he's just he's just waiting outside. Yeah. No, he'll find them and he'll he's help magic. them. Yeah, he's magic. Exactly. He teleports. Yeah. Do you, what, was, what was your favorite scene with him in uh, Doctor Strange? I never watched Doctor Strange. I know. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> which which hurts my plot. Hey. Yes. So Wong is going to help Shang Chi find his sister. Now, Shang-Chi goes to an underground live fighting tournament. This is where his sister is. Yep. And he wants to speak to his sister. But guess what, Kieran? Guess what? You wouldn't see this in a million years. They say the only way you can speak to your sister is to join the is fight. if you battle Charizard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is like Pokemon. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Originally, it's going to be Wong. Wong's like, well, look, I'll, I'll do it and I'll make sure your sister meets with you. So yep. he's going to There's no, There's fight. nothing in this world. There's no man who can defeat me in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Uh, Wong comes face to face with Abomination and gets defeated. Yep. So now it's up to Shang Chi to sign up and try to defeat Abomination so he can speak to his sister slash fight his sister. Yeah, and he gets encouraged by Katie to do so. We see this all in the trailer. Yeah, she says you got Shang-Chi. this, and he goes thanks. <laughs> he takes off his shirt, and we all ooh and ah because he's ripped. Yeah, and he defeats Abomination. I want to see, you know, in a Marvel movie, just once, I want to see, like, a slightly overweight, pudgy superhero. Wait, they gave us that with Thor in uh, Avengers Endgame. Never mind, I take it back. I don't want to see that. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. So, the next round, he goes against his sister, Xiling. They fight, and he attempts to explain that they are siblings. You know, you can picture it. They're fighting. I'm your brother. (laughs) But Listen to me, Xiling. I'm your brother. (laughs) But this is interrupted by... Death Dealer and some members of the Ten Ring Assassin yeah, clan. Yeah, the Urashikage clan. Yeah. Of course, of course, as they attack them. And there's also going to be a giant lion who also appears here. Oh, really? The fight goes, yes. The fight goes out until the scaffolding outside, but they manage to get out. They escape by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Xiaoling takes them to another character, Chong Nan, who is a wise sage who works as a gatekeeper to a mythical world. Chong yep. will give some exposition about Chong embracing who he is and not to run from his past we see this in the trailer she grants him access to this new dimension this new world katie xiling and shung enter and meet jung and xiling's mother man this is hard <laughs> who flourishes around in a rice hat oh okay she flourishes <laughs> around she's like mincing about <laughs> <laughs> she runs around and creates little whirlwinds so oh, she's okay. going to train shung some more and they're going to have a, a hangout in this portion of the movie where they're learning yeah. more about Shung's history and the history of the Ten Rings. It'll be, it'll be explained that Wen Wu stole them from a race of dragon aliens. And okay. was trying to- is, that, is that comic book accurate? Yes. Okay, wow. That's where the rings originated from, I believe. Now, there's probably a Marvel fan out there that'll say, you're wrong, Matty D, but that's what I read. So, I'm, that's what I'm going with. And I saw a dragon in the trailer, so put two and two together. Oh. Now- Win Wu's goal is he wants to use their power to control the world. Classic. Of It'll course. also be explained that the rings cause Wen Wu to be immortal. So he's actually oh. hundreds of years old. Oh, there you so go. Wow. The scene, the scene at the start, you know, that's why there was that scene at the start and he's just never aged. Now, in the comic book, 
Shung's father used an oil to be immortal, but for plot reasons, we'll just say it's the rings that's causing him to be immortal. Yeah, so his father, Fu Manchu, just rubbed a little <laughs> yes. oil on him, so a little olive oil each morning and goes, yeah. Also, it's not great for melanomas, rings- but it keeps me young. <laughs> Also, apparently these rings, if you use them for too long, they make your hands turn scaly and green like a dragon. Oh, so I don't know if they're gonna do I don't know if they're gonna do this in this movie or it might be something they'll pay off later. So we might see that mm. in the future installments. Now, so while they're all hanging out smoking weed smoking shit. weed and just playing, you know, playing chilling, PlayStation. Watching Adventure Time. Yeah. Shung Chi will get a new outfit and a weapon, which will be a staff. And his mother will also show Jung the last ring which she's hiding. Now, this will be the ring that can change matter. So we see a scene in the trailer where there's a bunch of water floating around. This is going to be a demonstration in which she turns air into water, which is pretty cool. Interesting. She gives gives this ring to Shung, but for plot reasons, he can't use it to its full potential without the rest of the rings. So now when Wu's going to appear with his men to break up the happy times, he challenges Shung to a fight and coldly kills his mother in cold blood. Officer, right in front of him. What a jerk. Yeah, I know, right? He demands the last ring. They have a fight. Shung is evenly matched, even when his father is using the magic of the rings against him. Wen Wu will knock Shung into the water, yep. and he sees a dragon in the water, which ah. the dragon will be- So, like now- a, a water horse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How many other movies is this related to? <laughs> when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, I've seen all of this before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Now, this dragon, it won't be said, but will be uh, Fing Fang Foom. To set up their future. Where the cows go bong and all the monkeys all say boo. (laughs) Well, Fing Fang Foom was a villain in the Iron Man universe of a giant dragon. Oh, interesting. Um, So I believe this dragon is going to be that character. It's going to set up for future movies. But in this stage, the dragon Fing Fang Foom will give Shung the strength to emerge from the water. (laughs) (laughs) Pop out like a reverse King Arthur and he'll defeat the (laughs) bad guys. Shung will take all 10 rings. Wu tells him to kill him in Death Dealer, who's also here, by the way, and fulfill his destiny. Strike me down. Exactly, fulfill exactly. Destiny. Shung will look at his friends and realizes that he does not want to be his father, that he has a oh. choice, and throws the rings back into Jedi, the water. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Exactly, exactly. So he throws the rings back into the water to be with the dragon. He kind of, you know, rights a wrong, I guess, as you will, because now- you know, the rings are out of the hands of humans, but also he's given it back to the dragon. And Wong and some other monks will come to arrest Win Wu, but he'll use a distraction. So Wong's so like, like a mystical police officer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they did in the Avengers, right? They, like, took people away. Anyway, that's what I'm going to say. But right. uh, Win Wu will use, like, a smoke pellet or something. <laughs> he's, he just throws disappear. a little triangle down on the ground and a, a, smoke, a cloud of smoke appears and he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Death Dealer will be captured. All these men will be captured, but Wen Wu will escape to live another day. Okay. However, all is happy. Wong approaches Shung and asks him to join him, setting up for a potential Doctor Strange crossover. Interesting. We're going to have it. Yeah. And, and of course, a sequel as well. There'll be an after credit scene where Wen Wu is like hiding out. He'll pull off a mask that he's been having. So his face has actually been a mask to, to reveal that he is. Trevor Slattery the entire time. <laughs> I hope that happens. 
<laughs> I can't believe I fooled him. <laughs> um, the Mandarin I, I, strikes back. <laughs> and he flushes the toilet. Don't go in there. I don't know if <laughs> that, that probably won't happen, but I think Trevor Slattery No, will that's not going to happen. <laughs> I Trevor hope it Slattery does, though. Will appear, will appear as a cameo in this movie, but that oh, is my Fingers plot. crossed. Oh, well done. I tell you what, I tell you what, I don't say this very often, but I think you have this one. I Listening to your plot, I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense than my nonsense. Usually, like, usually I listen to your plots and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's not picking up stuff from the trailers. He's getting this so wrong. That doesn't make sense. But for me, it's the opposite. I'm like, oh, I'm so wrong. Oh, I'm so wrong. He is so well, right in this know. circumstance. We don't know. I could be completely off the wrong track. I'm just picking things off from the trailer and the promotional material and, and stuff yeah. about the comics. But I could be chasing the wrong horse. Yeah, the wrong, the wrong dragon. Horse. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, let me get into it. So I already wasn't confident in this plot. But then listening to yours, I'm even less confident now. <laughs> so I I'll, I'll guess I'll just do my stock standard thing of saying, if I get one thing right, I'm going to be happy. But I, don't, I definitely don't think I'm close to the movie at all. But a lot of my plot is going to sound very similar to yours but done worse. Let me just say that. <laughs> so, I believe that the movie is going to open with a flashback to ancient China. Not a cold open. Not a cold open, a flashback. And through voiceover, we learn about the mystical Ten Rings and the proud lineage that control them. Now, quite like in your plot and quite like in the trailer, we see the powers of the Ten Rings when Xiong Qi's ancestor, so it's not Wen Wu in my movie, it's his ancestor, uses them to defend his kingdom from an invading army. So he's not invading a, a temple or a castle himself. He's using his powers to stop his kingdom from being ransacked by like enemy Mongols or something like that. Right, right. Are they going to be aliens or are they just going to be just random Mongols? They're just going to be random human enemies. Mm-hmm. So we jump forward to the 1990s where we meet the current leader of the Ten Rings organization, Wen Wu. Wenwu is known as the Mandarin, not to be confused with the fake Mandarin from Iron Man 3, as we've already discussed, and rules the organization with an iron fist, not to be confused with the short-lived Marvel TV series that no one liked. And that's very similar. These characters are, like, very similar to each other. Absolutely. So, Wenwu has essentially transformed the Ten Rings clan into a crime syndicate, quite like you said in your plot, and we Mm. see him asserting his dominance on some hapless men in a Chinese restaurant, much to the shock of his young son, Shang-Chi. Wenwu is supported by his bodyguard and lead assassin Death Dealer, there we go, who is yep. basically just like a Chinese version of Taskmaster. <laughs> he is, he is, that's so true. But if you've seen Black Widow, not exactly like Taskmaster, let me just say that without spoiling anything for Matty D who hasn't seen the movie. So Wenwu tells Shang-Chi that he needs to step up and prove himself if he is to inherit the Ten Rings and the organisation in the future. We then see a montage of Shang-Chi training over the years, which mainly consists of punching a wooden beam and being hit with sticks, just like in Kung Pao. (laughs) Also, this is very similar to Batman Begins as well. Yes. So, Wenwu is a brutal and uncaring teacher, a real hard master, if you will. (laughs) And Death Dealer is blind to Shang-Chi's internal sufferings. Do you like that one? I do. I do. That's really cool. So, maybe he'll have to prove himself by descending down into a pit full of giant anacondas to prove that he's pure (laughs) of heart. Maybe he'll have to discover his arcana, insert whatever jokes from other movies we've covered in the past here. So, the only source of comfort in Shang-Chi's life is his kindly mother, Chiang Li who is unfortunately killed near the start of the movie, which in turn makes Wenwu even more cold and uncaring. So I don't oh. necessarily think that Wenwu is going to kill his wife and the mother of Shang-Chi, but she is going to be killed off in a dramatic fashion near the start of the movie, which really upsets Shang-Chi, of course. So when Shang-Chi becomes a teenager, we see that he has become a skilled fighter who stops short of killing his opponents because he feels that it goes against what his mother taught him. Wenwu is disappointed in Shang-Chi's merciful side and tells him that he needs to be a man in order to wield the Ten Rings. 
Yeah, kill kill people. This all finally becomes too much for Shang-Chi, and in the dead of night, he runs away from his father's temple and escapes to the United States. Again, quite like in your plot, except his mother's not there to smuggle him out like it's Godfather 2. <laughs> I'm imagining he's, like, tying bedsheets together and throws it yeah. out the window. And then just running off into the distance. <laughs> Crying. With an emo fringe. We jump forward to present day, where we see that Shang-Chi has become comfortable in the American lifestyle. He has a good relationship with his not-love interest, Katie, and we see them parting with a few other nameless friends in San Francisco. That's going to be an important note. I don't think she's going to be a love interest either. She's going to be completely platonic, I believe. Mm. Maybe it's hinted at, maybe she thinks he's a little sexy, but they're like, you're like a sister to me. Or she'll be, it'll be um, insinuated that she might be a lesbian, but they won't go Ooh, like yeah. 100%. Yeah, all right. So Disney are just going like full hat and basket. So they're just saying every side character is gay now, ever since Jungle Cruise. So Shang-Chi in America now goes by a goofy fake name. Let's just say something stupid like uh, Matty D or something like that. And he <laughs> and Katie work as valet drivers at a fancy San Francisco hotel. Again, exactly like in your plot. I've extrapolated that from the trailer quite like you have. Shang-Chi and Katie get a kick out of taking their guests' expensive cars for joyrides, which leads to several comedic moments. So they nice. might accidentally like bump the car and they're like, oh no, we're going to have to return it in this condition now. What are we going to say? Or maybe they'll like just avoid damaging the car. But then, like, I don't know, Shang-Chi will fart and then, like, the guy who owns the car will get in and be like, what's that? What's that smell? <laughs> like, in the, like in that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> But Shang-Chi's peaceful life is soon shattered when one day, while travelling on a bus with Katie, he's attacked by an assassin with a laser blade for a hand, as well as several no-name thugs. Again, we heard this in your plot. This assassin is Razor Fist, and he is a formidable foe for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi fights off the thugs and manages to lose Razor Fist after he slices... This is Razor Fist. He slices the bus in half, and Razor Fist is left in the back half of the bus while Shang-Chi leaps to the front. So it's one of those bendy buses. I don't know what they're really called, but it's like oh, one of those yeah. buses with the accordion section in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that, I that lets exactly them go around saying. corners easier. Yeah, and it leaves Shang Chi to do like a little Matrix moment. Yeah, that's right. Just super cringy in the trailer. Again, just like in your plot, the bus driver is taken out during the fight, so Katie must take control of the bus as it hurdles out of control down the streets of San Francisco. So after the bus fight. Katie confronts Shang-Chi and demands to know why he has these amazing kung fu skills. This is so similar to your plot, I can't believe it. <laughs> it is, and it is. Shang-Chi reveals his past to Katie and tells her that he needs to return to China to confront his father, since neither of them are safe anymore in America. We definitely watch the same trailers. Well, she's not being kidnapped in my plot. They're going of their own free will. So Katie insists on going with him and the two friends without benefits jump on a plane, a domestic plane. Did you see this in a trailer or something? You seem very confident that's a Yeah, better. it was definitely in a trailer. It was in one of the six trailers I watched. During the plane trip, Shang-Chi reveals that his real name is Shang-Chi, obviously, to Katie, but Katie can't pronounce it, so she just sticks with calling him his fake name for the rest of the movie. Matty D. Yes. I really hope his name is Matt or something like that. That'd be great. <laughs> so after a few hours of sightseeing in China, you know, they go and look at some rice paddy fields, they look at the Great Wall, Katie manages to find an underground fighting tournament where Shang-Chi can potentially win them a lot of money. It made way more sense in your plot that they were looking for his sister. <laughs> Shang-Chi isn't interested in the prize money, but sees the fight as a great way to draw out his father's men, since they probably arranged the tournament in the first place. Yeah, I guess they're, they're in a crime syndicate, right? They're probably gambling on the outcomes. Yeah, exactly. So he's trying to find out where they are by drawing them to him. So here at the tournament, which is not at all similar to the underground MMA fights in either Snake Eyes or Mortal Kombat. It's more like a Pokemon battle. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. It's more lively and like lights. Yeah, there's, there's monsters involved. 
So here we have a cameo from Wong and Abomination, just to remind the audience of other Marvel movies while they sit through yet another boring origin story. And I also think that they, the reason that they brought Abomination back is that he's going to be the Hulk character in the Dark Avengers, which they've been setting up in the last few movies. Uh, I think in the in my post credit scene, I think we're going to see uh, we're going to see Julia Louis Dreyfus, her character from the extended universe, come and recruit Abomination from this like MMA right. arena. I'm just theorizing, just judging. And from- that might be where the Black Widow character is as well, maybe. Well, they've already got a Black Widow character in their Dark uh. Avengers, so no spoilers. So while Wong is a powerful sorcerer, he is no match for Abomination's brute strength and is defeated. Shang-Chi now must face Abomination himself, but he is able to take the creature down using his honed martial arts skills. So did you say Wong's just competing in this fighting tournament just for kicks? Yeah, that's right. This is, like, <laughs> this is how what he does on weekends. This is his hobby. Yeah. He's, he's a monk, but he also <laughs> participates in illegal fight tournaments. Yeah, well, you've got to make a living somehow. So Shang-Chi must then face a new opponent, which turns out to be Xiling, his younger sister. Xiling and Shang-Chi are basically evenly matched, and the fight ends in a stalemate. Around this point in the movie as well, Shang-Chi will meet the mysterious Chung Nan, or someone associated with her at least, just to help set up a plot point later in the movie. Now we've heard your plot, so we know where it's going. So after the fight, Shang-Chi and Katie are attacked by Death Dealer, Razor Fist, and a bunch of ninjas, which leads to an impressive fight scene and a chase around a building that's under construction. Look, we've got the scaffolding in there from your plot. Shang-Chi manages to defeat and escape from Death Dealer and his men, but eventually runs into Wenwu himself. Wenwu tells Shang-Chi that he knew that his assassins wouldn't be able to kill Shang-Chi and tells him that it's time to return to the Ten Rings clan and fulfill his destiny. And this is the first time they've seen each other since he was a kid. That's right. So Wenwu reveals that he let Shang-Chi run away and allowed him to have a break for 10 years to get everything out of his system. (laughs) He's just letting uh, Shang-Chi find himself. Yeah, so his royal oats. (laughs) So, Shang-Chi is reluctant to return to his father's organization, but he knows that he and Katie won't be safe unless he complies with his father's wishes. So, Shang-Chi and Katie join Wenwu, Xiling, and Death Dealer in a pleasant helicopter ride to the Ten, Ri- <laughs> to the Ten Rings Temple, where Shang-Chi... A pleasant ride. Yes. Well, it might be a little hairy towards the end there as they zip around the mountains, where Shang-Chi is treated like royalty. So Makes Shang- sense. He's the son. Yes. So, Shang-Chi takes some time to look at his old punching pole and reminisces about his brutal past. <laughs> So there's a big like dent in the pole where he was punching it as a kid, and he's sort of. But they like, don't fix it all the time in the no. ten years. No, they leave that- it there just to remind him. We're like, this is your legacy, a pole puncher. This is your pole. Yes. So Xiong Chi remembers why he left the temple in the first place, and finally tells his father that he's not interested in continuing his family's legacy. Wen Wu can't accept this, and this leads to an epic fight scene where Xiong Chi and Katie manage to escape the temple by the skin of their teeth. There we Love go. It. I like that we both had that. So Shang-Chi and Katie are soon taken in by Chung Nan, who's the guardian of an ancient mystical kingdom, which is not at all like Wakanda from Black Panther. <laughs> Chung Nan tells them that her clan were once the true keepers of the Ten Ring and only ever used them for good. But the Ten Rings were stolen by Wenwu's ancestors who have been using them to gain power for centuries. So slightly different diversion to what you had. That makes a little bit more sense than a race of dragons, though. Oh, so I don't know. know. I don't know. It's soon revealed that Chung Nan is the sister of Shang Chi's mother, meaning that Shang Chi is the true heir to the Ten Rings. Who would have thought? Well, wow, surprise! But again, Shang Chi must prove himself worthy to wield the rings. But this time, he must take tests to show that he is pure of heart and respects the delicate balance of nature. Because this is their way. This is the whole Chung uh, Dynasty way. I don't know if that's their name, but you know, we don't actually know. So that's just a good guess. 
Mm. Now, this will take about 20 minutes of screen time, and who cares because we came to the movie to see superheroes punching each other. Yeah, yeah. This is more stuff out of the Marvel Cinematic recycling bin that yes. they're throwing out there. Yes. So, at this point as well, Shang-Chi will get his iconic black and red outfit, and the comic fanboys will be happy. So, long story short, origin story aside, Wenwu arrives at the Mystic Kingdom with an army of ninjas, leading to a huge battle between the two clans. Now, again, like in your plot, the Chungnan clan has giant mystical lions that help them kick ass during the fight. So they don't work for the baddies, they work for the goodies, these giant CGI monstrosities. Whoa, cool. So they're a part of this mystical kingdom, and yeah, they're only specific to this world, and they sort of act as the guardians to Chungnan's world. That makes sense, that makes sense. So they're more sort of noble than just ferocious beasts that just attack. That's right. So Shang-Chi faces off against his sister again, but shows her mercy since he's now pure of heart. Death Dealer will be killed during the battle because no one really cares about him and he needs to be killed off. And yep. Shang-Chi finally confronts his father and the two battle over control of the rings. Since Shang-Chi is the true heir to the rings, he's able to overpower Wenwu and claim rightful ownership of the bangles. <laughs> Shang-Chi Yay. spares Wenwu so he can make cameo appearances in future Marvel projects and everyone's happy the end. Done. 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 The Mandarin can be a villain for another day. Yep. We have our end credit scene with Abomination being recruited by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm. Some other stuff there happens. Was, because we don't know the, the actor that's playing uh, Death Dealer. There was a point where I thought it might be a gender flip. So uh, That's quite interesting that you say that. It's like you might have seen a certain Black Widow movie or something. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I don't think they're going to do it in two movies in a row. No, I well, it, it's if kind they of do, like, the fans will be up in arms because they did not like that reveal in really? Black Widow. Well, well then, uh, yeah, I don't think they will. Mainly because you got to have Shang Chi fight Death Dealer, and they're not going to do that if we know anything about. Marvel. I don't think we're ever going to see who Death Dealer is. That's just my prediction. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I was, I was sort of toying with the idea like they're going to reveal it to be a, a certain character, but no, no, I'm not going to bother. Maybe yeah, it's a I clone. Think- it's a clone of Shang-Chi the whole time. <laughs> no, that wouldn't make any sense. Because why would he be yeah. older than uh, <laughs> young, young Shang-Chi? Well, you know, we it sounds like we've got a very similar plots. Yes, so- we do. Like I, I said, see. yours sounds way more on the money than mine does. But I suppose we'll we- see. We'll see we in two see. weeks. We'll see it in two weeks when the movie comes out. Yeah, I know. Coming out I know. So I also soon. just want to add that the dragon race will be from another planet, sort of. Yeah, you already said the- that. Oh, it did. Excellent. Yep, yep. Just wanted to have that in the episode. But yeah, I guess we'll see when this movie comes out if we called it or not. I think we might, but yeah, who knows? Well, as per usual, I'm actually excited to see the movie now to see how close we got. Wasn't Me excited too, before, but yeah, I think the stakes are even higher now. So, let's put it out to the listeners. Do you, the dear listener, have any idea of what you think is going to happen in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Are you a big fan of the Shang-Chi comics? Have we gotten anything wrong on the lore or the comic history? I can guarantee you we have. Probably. But yeah, if you have any ideas of what's going to happen in the movie before it comes out, please let us know. You can just drop us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers and those handles. Why not? Or you could just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean website. So, Matty D, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Yes. As per usual, as is standard, we're going back to another episode of Actual Spoilers, where we go back and review a movie that we've covered in the past, that we've predicted the plot of in the past. And it's finally time. We're returning to the superhero well, and it's quite timely too, since uh, Harley Quinn is in the cinemas at the moment. But we're going back and seeing how close we got to predicting the plot of Birds of Prey, also known as The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. How topical. Yes. 
I'm actually excited because I know we both had very different plots for this one. And I, I really want to know where we close to the actual movie at all and who was actually closest. Was it me or Matty D? Yes. I still haven't seen this movie. I know you had and you yes. liked it, right? Yeah. I, I tell you what, I was very much surprised. I was pleasantly surprised, though. I don't want to I don't want to give anyone like high expectations. Don't go in expecting to love the movie. I think I benefited from having low expectations going in. But I've got to say, having recently watched The Suicide Squad as well, I think I might be keen to return back to the world of Harley Quinn. Since That's she's a apparently big thing for you to say. Yeah, apparently since she's like the main character of DC currently. She is, isn't she? No one wants to see Batman. No one wants to see Superman. Everyone just wants more Harley Quinn movies. <laughs> All right, so until we return for that episode of Actual Spoilers. Until then, we're going to go off and train for our next podcast by punching a pole. <laughs>